this week on The Startup Life. I wanted something that appealed to the masses. You know, I, I wanted, you know, mainstream California, mainstream Florida, mainstream. You know, I wanted something that was not synonymous to one area, something that I could grow. So let's take flight with Tia Jennings, owner of Mainstream Hair. The Startup Life begins now. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother... Are you ready to join the 25 Plus Club? Parents, how does thousands in college savings sound? Brand new in our school, the Owl Academy, we have released How to Hack the ACT. Students will cover managing test anxiety, math, science reasoning, and why eating a good breakfast is so important. For more information, go to this episode's show notes for the link. All right, Startup Nation, so I hope you're ready to get some value today. We're with the one and only Tia Jennings. How are you doing today, Tia? I am great, Dominic. How are you? All right. So I hope you can hear the ambiance in the background. We're actually in her shop that she's going to talk about today. So, Tia, you know, are you ready to pour some value into Startup Nation today? I am. Cool. Absolutely. All right. So let's get started. So, Tia, what's the story? What made you start uh, Mainstream Hair? Well, I, I've always done hair in high school. Okay. So I knew at the beginning that... I was gonna get out and I was gonna be a cosmetologist. I was working in a salon and I ended up buying a house and the commute was just too much for me because I'm not a driver. I'm used to having my life in a little half mile radius. So I was looking for a salon to work at in the area that I had purchased my first home. And I just, I couldn't match the atmosphere that I had in the previous you know, salon that I was working at. So I was driving around and searching, 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 and one day I saw a building come available. Okay. From then on, it was just kind of like I fell into it. Oh. Um, I ended up leasing a building. It's approximately one mile away from my house. Oh, you know, it's convenient. two miles away from the kids' school. <laughs> right. Oh. You know, my office all the way is convenient. half a mile down the street, so yeah, I'm winning. Gotcha. <laughs> Everything is in my little block. Was um, the salon your first business idea? Did you have one before then? You really know what? The... Actually, okay. I never thought that I would even... I hadn't even thought that far into owning my actual, my own salon. I okay. was renting a booth. I was an independent contractor. And for me, that was like a little business within a business. So I could, you know, customize my schedule. You know, I was pretty much self-employed. So I figured that model was great for me. Right. But then, you know, life brings about changes. And I Absolutely. bought a house. I had to adapt. So gotcha. here we are. I'm seven years into my business, and it's been going great. Right. Cause we and just... I'm still an independent contractor, except for people <laughs> sublease under me. Right. Right. Of course. Of course. And, and the thing is, you've just celebrated your seventh year in business. What was that yes. celebration like? It was amazing. I think for a lot of people, seven is a year of completion, and I actually feel like I am becoming complete. For the mm-hmm. first time uh, along this journey, I felt like I was actually finding my place. Okay. Um, I've made it across the five-year threshold, so I'm really proud about that. Actually, 24 months right. past the five Absolutely. years. So it was very, it was a great experience for me. It was just so surreal. Mm. I just, I still can't believe it. So. I hear that. You made it. I hear yeah. that. No wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> Who or what inspires you as an entrepreneur and why? I would say, I think Oprah inspires everybody. Okay, (laughs) fair enough. She makes it look so easy and effortless, and, you know, she doesn't wear her stress on her sleeve. 
Okay. And that that's definitely she's always evolving, always growing. That's definitely one thing for me to just be able to not let the stress of being an entrepreneur wear you down. Right. And to just adapt with the time. She's been I mean, it's been what since we were kids, like 30 years, oh, and God. she's right. constantly <laughs> right. adapting, and it's, it's so effortless. Absolutely. And she's humble, too. Oh, she is. So she's humble. very humble. So. You know, I guess, you know, when you get you know fired from one of your you know jobs early on, it, it will humble you real quick, it right? Will. Absolutely. It will. And when people tell you you can't do things and tell you what you're not, and right. what you're not going to be able to do because you are who you are, it, it definitely can break you down. Right, right. <laughs> But can inspire, inspire you, you right, at the same inspire, time. Right, absolutely, breath, so. absolutely. What do you wish you would have known before you started mainstream? I wish I would have known <laughs> a lot of things. I've learned so much being an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. One one thing um, people always say, oh, you're your own boss. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that the misconception about being an entrepreneur is that you're your own boss. Okay. No, my clients are the boss of me. Fair enough. Okay, <laughs> so fair enough. They right. tell me what to do. They tell me what they want. I have to supply it. My contractors are the boss of me. I'm self-employed, but you you really, you get to do what you want to do, but to a certain extent. Right, of course. My clients are my bosses, basically. Gotcha. My contractors are my bosses. They tell me what they want, and I supply it. Now, you know, we know mainstream has been going on for, for uh, a successful seven years now. Um, let me ask you this. Did, did you work in corporate America before mainstream or? Do we count bit? that one week I worked at McDonald's? Yes, we do. We do <laughs> so, count that one week. So, yeah, I worked at McDonald's oh. for exactly one week. Okay. And they made me put that hat on and it messed up my hair and I was over. <laughs> I am not. <laughs> not I make Mickey D's look fly, honey, and right. they did not. I refused to wear the hat, so no more Mickey D's for me. No more <laughs> Well, let me ask you this. In, in that week, what did you learn from, uh, did you have a bad boss at the time? Do you feel like you had a bad boss? I did. Okay. I learned that you can only be a good leader by being able to follow. Interesting. And I mean okay. follow by following the rules that you enforce. Fair enough. I remember um, I was working the drive-thru and my manager came and I had been standing up at cosmetology school all day so my legs were tired. I had to catch the bus from you know, Highland to East Memphis, so I had been walking and dragging a bag full of supplies all day. I was tired, and my legs and feet were hurting, and my knees were hurting, right. and he rolled up in one of those rollaway chairs. I could have done my job perfectly in a rollaway chair, too. Gotcha. And I asked him if I could have a rollaway chair. He said no. Oh, no. I said, why not? You're sitting down. I want to sit down, too. Right. That's definitely a situation, him leading from behind, right? Right. <laughs> he wasn't following the rules that he was supposed to enforce, and I couldn't respect that. So of course, of in course. order to enforce the rules as a leader, boss, entrepreneur, you have to be the first to follow them. I don't think people realize that part. Like they think, you know, entrepreneur, self-made boss, this, that, and the other, but they don't understand like even the entrepreneur itself have to listen to other people. Otherwise right. you won't be in business for very long. Not Definitely. at all. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. How do you market or advertise mainstream? Do you use social media? Do you use word of mouth? What's what's your go-to for advertising? Age old tale is word of mouth okay. is still the best form of advertisement. Nobody can market to you like a friend telling a friend about your business. Fair enough. But at the same time, um, the world that we live in has gone digital. I've tried, you know, direct mail drops and passing out flyers, and nobody really does the paper. So I, I like to tell people we, we do what we call going green. So okay. social media is an excellent platform to get your word, you know, to get the word out there and to get 
people to notice your business and it's free it's That's pretty right. much cost effective you know you can reach a lot of people you can reach a lot of people who may not you know you may not necessarily see every day right and across a broad spectrum so social media would be my number one and then once we get you in here honey it's word now oh gotcha okay so once you get them in here you whip them up real nice and yeah. then they go tell their friends and their Absolutely. friends tell their friends the best marketing do okay, a good job cool. when you get them in your chair it's funny you mention that because we recently just had somebody on uh, Eric Cook in uh, he's a fitness trainer mm-hmm. and so he talks about that's the biggest thing word of mouth uh, so I'm glad you mentioned that. Get people talking. Absolutely. Absolutely. What did you learn from your biggest failure? Get you... up and try again. <laughs> Get up and try again. All right. And don't do what you did the first time. Fair uh, enough. Being an entrepreneur is all about learning from your mistakes. If mm-hmm. you stay down every time you got knocked down, you will probably have a concussion and be just, <laughs> just dead. I couldn't tell you how many times I've tried and failed at anything. But it's about looking at the game plan you know, making the necessary adjustments and moving forward. Absolutely. So, absolutely. Okay. Get back up. Get back up. <laughs> All right. Uh, entrepreneurs consider themselves lifelong learners, and they like to engage in constant professional development. What does that mean to you, and what are you learning currently? I'm currently interested in investments. Um, okay. For me, the industry that I'm in is really hard on one's body, and okay. you know, being self-employed and being an entrepreneur, you have to really look at your money and, and start making your money work for you because we don't have a company 401k, 401k or mm-hmm. you know retirement and I was supposed to start six years ago when I was 25 and I'm a little bit behind gotcha. and I'm not a risk taker so I'm constantly learning from fellow entrepreneurs about investing and what do they do when you what do you do when you can't work physically anymore and, gotcha. and how to make a life after your work life ends I don't want to be 65 still trying to cut someone's hair so that that's my thing this year learning about you know investing in savings and retirement accounts and things of that nature so. okay cool I'll I, I tell you this when we started to kind of take off you know in owls one of the things that we did do was learn about uh, investing, and it actually made us better entrepreneurs because we learned not just about investing itself, but how other companies run themselves. And Absolutely. so you pick up those tips and tricks Absolutely. from other companies because a lot of people don't understand that OPM doesn't always stand for other people's money, also stand for other people's methods, right? Yeah. And so Absolutely. we have to kind of pick and choose yeah. what we can use in our business. So I'm glad you Suck mentioned that. Suck up a little information from everybody we There need. you go. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely. Let me ask you this. Some say entrepreneurs need like a formal education to be successful and others just say, you know what, all I need is the idea and the work ethic. What do you stand on that? I agree with the idea and work ethic. Okay. Um, and I, I've had several people over the years look down because, you know, I'm not college educated. Mm-hmm. I, I graduated high school and went straight to cosmetology school. I learned a trade and mm-hmm. it's a learned skill. You can, you know, you don't really have to take four years. Right. Um, but for me, experience is the best teacher. Absolutely. You can go to college for four years, but if you don't have any experience in your field, how many you know, positions or how many jobs are you going to have if you don't have any experience? Right. And you know, um, again, experience is the best teacher. A, a lot of things you know, you can't learn from a book. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, we're going to have one last question before we wrap up for a break, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now, and this talks about, you know, we want to know what's your typical day. And for those of you who don't know, she does, you know, she whips you up <laughs> in her chair, but she can also sell you a house at the same time because she's also a real estate agent. So, 
uh, we want to know like your typical average day, like from and be specific as possible, like okay. your typical day. Okay. Well, my day starts at four thirty. I'm usually up. I, you know what? I'm kind of ashamed, but I, I check my Facebook. <laughs> Don't be <laughs> so, ashamed. Don't check be. my inbox. See what's been going on at night, and and from there I do the. I'll do like 15 minutes of expired shopping okay. to see who's listing expired. I'll do those mail out. Okay. And then I'm off a protein shake, off to the gym. Um, 6.30, I'm out, usually out the gym, back at the house, shower, mm-hmm. rambling up kids, breakfast, push them out the door. By 9 o'clock, I am at the office. I'm normally at the office from 9 to 1, calling leads and... You know, I'm only in the salon uh, Thursdays and Fridays. Gotcha. So okay. that schedule kind of changes a little bit. I'm usually in the salon about by, by 9 on Thursday. Okay. So, and I'm, I'm typically here unless I have to break for an inspection or something, or if there's something going on real estate related. Like I said, my whole life is in a half mile radius. So gotcha. I can be doing right. a roller set and riding the contract at the same time. I so, hear that. <laughs> uh, one thing I will say, I am a avid note taker. There is, uh, there's so much stuff floating around with the kids and my salon and the clients at the salon and my real estate clients that I have to put those thoughts onto paper. And a lot of books that I've read, a lot of the top entrepreneurs, they plan their day before absolutely. it actually begins. They and that has helped do. me a lot. Mm-hmm. So I, I, before I'm, I'm in bed by 9.30, before I go to bed, I write down everything that I need to do for the day and I have a to-do list. One in my phone and there are neon post-it notes anywhere. <laughs> so you can find them anywhere. Kendall would actually agree with you. Like she, she, she loves post-it notes. She loves post-it notes. Always posting some all over the place. So... Uh, how do you like being on the startup life? Excellent. I love the show. I've watched a couple more entrepreneurs to come before me. I'm like, oh, we like her. So, yeah. Cool. Awesome. So, we're going to take a, a quick break, and you're listening to the startup life. looking for great resources, look no further than Owls e-commerce store on Teachers Pay Teachers, the store name Teaching with Owls. Enjoy great lessons based on short stories from great authors such as Kate Choppin's The Story of an Hour and Edgar Allan Poe's The Mask of the Red Death. And no worries, teachers, all lessons are common core aligned. Let's continue. All right, Startup Nation, welcome back to the show. So we were talking off air a little bit about the perceptions that women have to fight through Uh, not just in the business world, but definitely in entrepreneurship. Talk about that a little bit. I would say that you will get slapped with the B label. Okay. Um, I I read this post that said, uh, in order to be successful, you have to be willing to be talked Mm -hmm. about, mistreated, disliked. Right. (laughs) And I didn't understand that at first, and I struggled a lot with it at the beginning because, you know, I would have so many friends. I lost a lot of friends. Mm. Um, yeah, that I, happens. I, I, that happens. You know, it? yeah. It, you will lose friends. Right. And um, I wasn't everybody's favorite, but when you have a passion and you have a vision, they don't understand that. So right. to have a love for something, you have to fight for it. And if you're gonna be an entrepreneur, you can't. You can't. You you really can't be friends with someone. Right. If you have a business, because there comes a line, uh, a time when you're gonna have to cross that line 
Right. And I, I tell my, I tell all of my loved ones, anyone that I do business with, Tia loves you. Mainstream does not know you. Fair enough. So I need you guys, you know, and that for me helped separate my business from my feelings towards you as a family or friend. Right. So I may, you know, I've had really close friends, you know, work at the salon. We, for whatever reason, have our disagreements and we can't work together. I'll put you out and go to lunch right after. Because right. Tia still loves you. Right. But it's just that you don't fit the business model. Absolutely. I'll send you a good reference. You know, I will, you know, write your recommendation. Anything that you need to move forward. But if you don't fit my business model, I have to do what I have to do to bring my business to fruition and to keep with what's in my vision. That was a hard pill to swallow at the beginning because... Mm -hmm trying to love everybody and love your business at the same time and, and make those two mesh together will have you running in the ground. Absolutely. <laughs> so that, that, that's, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. You'll get slapped with the B label for being stern and for being passionate, but you'll get over it because anybody who loves you will understand the love that you have for your business and they'll respect that. And that is not personal, right? It's and not just personal at all. Like I said, right. we can have our disagreeing, we can disagree and I'll take you to lunch out, you know, because Tia <laughs> still loves you. Right. It's just that, you know, as far as mainstream, I'm a it's a whole different entity. Absolutely. They don't go together. Absolutely. And I'm glad you shared that with us because that's a very powerful piece that a lot of young entrepreneurs, uh, young women that are entrepreneurs have to deal with on a regular basis. Yeah, so. and I was a young female entrepreneur. I was 24 right. when I opened up my business and even working with women who were old enough to be my mother. Right. At the same time, you see me as a child right. in your eyes because of the age difference, but at the same time, you're a subcontractor in my business that I have to look out for. So if there's something that's not you know, coordinating with what we're trying to do here and I have to address you, you look at me as a child dressing an adult but I am an entrepreneur addressing a partner. Right. So you right. have to step outside of all those roles and kind of demand respect because a lot of people can't draw that line between business and who you really are standing in front of them. That's so very true. Thank you, you so much. You have to much. step into your role. And, and a lot of times it's, those are big shoes to fill and you'll go through a lot of emotion. And I battled a lot with that. Gotcha. And I was alone a lot at the beginning. But when you come into you know, yourself and you know who you are, You'll get over it. Gotcha. So, get you. used to being disliked. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that. That's a very, very powerful piece you just shared with us, Tia. Thank you so much. What was the best piece of advice you've ever gotten? And what's the worst piece of advice you've ever gotten? Not so much as advice, because I'm somewhat of a hermit. I don't really talk. I'm kind of the creepy person in the background, <laughs> just... You know, following up behind you, trying to see what you're doing, and gotcha. you know, watching people from afar. Right, more of an um, observer than yeah, a, than a, yeah. Than I a, got you. Hey, could you offer me any advice? So right. I'm kind of looking to see what you're doing and kind of copying that. So right. I got you. Um, okay. The best advice I got was to invest in your business, to delegate. A lot of times when I first started out, I thought that I had to physically work in my business. And a lot of times you will to get it off the ground. But like I said, we've just hit that five-year threshold. And I've decided to step out of being an employee of my business and start to really be an entrepreneur. I hear that. Uh, mainstream is my baby. I've nursed this baby. I have nurtured. I have cared for my business for five years. It's off and running. Mm -hmm. um, it's running itself now. I have put in the work. So right. now it's time for me to be a step out and be a true entrepreneur and grow. 
Absolutely. So I've taken my training wheels off. It's taken off, and now it's time for us to grow and ride on Absolutely. to the sunset. So. Absolutely. I hear that. I'm glad you mentioned that because a lot of times entrepreneurs can't uh, understand the difference between working in the business and Absolutely. working on the business, right? Yeah. And so when you work on the business, you can scale and grow like you want Absolutely. to. But when you're working in the business, you're so closed-minded and closed-sighted, if you will, you can't do that. And so. I found that I was so busy with my clientele. You know, it's, it's, it's hard to manage the cleaning service and maintenance of the salon and, right. and, and schedule everything that needs to be done and manage your, your co-workers when you have to physically service clients yourself. It's hard to keep up with marketing and, you know, just everything that needs, to, the expenses and everything that needed to be done. I was so busy servicing my clients that I was I was just so stressed and so tired. Right. I'm like, you're not running your business and it's not growing because you're an employee. Right. Stop being an employee and grow this baby. That's what we're doing moving forward. No wrong with that. Focus on growth. Let me ask you this. What's a, a popular misconception about business? It's easy. <laughs> and you're a boss. <laughs> gotcha. You know, people throw that. I mean, boss looks cute on t-shirts and glitter, but Ooh. at the end of the day, <laughs> the motto, you have to pay the cost to be the boss, it, it, it's never right. underestimate the amount of work that you have to do Absolutely. to be literally a boss. And in now in our generation, I don't even like that term because it's become so condescending. Right. A boss is a person who kind of looks down over people and you're just standing over people ordering them around and that's not what a true business model is. You're all one team working together to build a brand. Absolutely. So, you know, I'm not standing over my contractors bossing them around. You do this and you do that and you do this while I go sit with an umbrella hanging out of my drink. We're all working together <laughs> to build mainstream up. You know, the more productive they feel and love and the more that we feel like we're a group, the more apt we are to work together. So gotcha. I have a team. I'm not bossing anybody. So I got you. That if you're in business, that you're successful. That's right. a common misperception. Uh, if you own a business, you're rich. <laughs> so, uh, right. No. Typically, <laughs> five years, I, you know, it took me probably with the investment from the salon, it took me maybe about four gotcha. to kind of start pulling the profit. So, and in. I work really hard. Uh, typically, Absolutely. it takes about five years in average business before you start seeing a profit. So, right. you don't have money in the beginning, but if you love on it and nurture it and, you know, do what you're supposed to do, you will see <laughs> right. benefits later, but not so soon. Gotcha. There's two points I take away from what you just said. The first one being that you have to be passionate about what you do. You absolutely have to be passionate about what you do because, you know, unless a person would just quit, they would. A know. lot of people do. Absolutely. Especially in this industry, you know, so many people, you see the glitz and the glamour and the high clientele and the flexibility, right. but we all have to work to that point. I remember sitting in the salon 12 to 14 hours just waiting for a walk-in to come in, you know. Right. I remember going out to hand out flyers, and, you know, anybody in sales knows what it's like to approach somebody, hey, let me give you my card. You know, they, they give you the stink face and <laughs> throw your card in the garbage, and, you know, people, oh, no, thank you, you know. Right. Those days are, you know, were really humbling for me mm -hmm. because you have to put in the work. It's not going to just fall in your lap. So that, that's another common misconception about being an entrepreneur just falls down in your lap. Here you go. Absolutely. No, it's not handed to you on a silver platter. You have to work for it. 
Absolutely. And, and you actually mentioned my second point, which is like, you know, a lot of people see the end product of the entrepreneur. Absolutely. Right. But they don't see the process. Sleepless nights. The sleepless nights. The, you know. Blood, sweat, and tears. Right. Exactly. The, <laughs> so, you know, waiting on somebody to come in the salon for absolutely. 10, 12, 14 hours. And they may not and, come. Right, there were days you know, when there was no one. And there so. was probably days when somebody said, yeah, I'm coming. And they never showed up. Yes, right. Those days, too. Right. You know? <laughs> and so it's, it's almost like when somebody says you're lucky. Or that you know you whatever it probably makes you a little mad because like yeah, you don't, it, it you don't understand the work that went into Absolutely. it right so no you you brought up two great points there thank you so much how did you come up for the for the idea for mainstream why you didn't name it you know whip it and flip it <laughs> you know salon well, or something like that so I always think about stuff on a really grand scale so okay. I wanted something that could be universal I wanted something that appealed to the masses you know I, I wanted you know mainstream California mainstream Florida mainstream you know I wanted something that was not synonymous to one area something that I could grow I think I had like I had like five names and we um, we kind of took a vote amongst okay. my loved ones, and, and mainstream just kind of came to me because I thought about mainstream media, mainstream America, and okay. then there was the play on words. I was in love with, like, huge hair. So okay. I was like, okay, mane, like the lion's mane. And right. a lot of people didn't get it at first. So I had to really make my logo stand out, and I called hell, excuse my French, trying to <laughs> get the logo to bring my vision to fruition. Right. Because it, I, I'm like, no, Maine, lion's hair, big. It's Maine stream. Gotcha. You know, even when people spell, I'm like, no, it's M-A-N-E. Okay. Yeah. So All that, right. that, and then I thought, get into the mainstream. The slogan popped up and everything just started falling together. Okay. So. Okay. And do you like big hair because you're an 80s baby? Is that what that <laughs> I can think be? that may have something <laughs> to do <laughs> with <laughs> it. <laughs> and my obsession with hairspray. So, <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Must be huge. Fair enough. <laughs> Let me ask you this. What do you look for in, uh, and I know you don't really call the look at them as employees or anything mm -hmm. like that, but like your subcontractors who are under your brand and what you do. What do you look for for a typical person to say they fit the mainstream culture, they fit the mainstream brand chemistry innovation if you have you know some people are just stuck in their decade you know and Ooh, I, I like okay. to I look at us as an upbeat urban salon because at the time that's what I saw myself as I was young I was fresh I was innovative constantly growing constantly evolving and changing and in and, and hair if you look back over any decade, every decade is something different. So you have to be innovative if you're gonna, you know, be in this for the long haul. So I need, you know, someone who's willing to rise to the challenge. You know, a lot of young younger clientele, they're they're they like what's trending. Right. So a lot of times it may not be what you're doing at that particular time. We're dealing with the natural hair epidemic now. So, you know, we have to evolve. So evolution is part of the vision. We need to give our clients who are constantly evolving, everything's constantly trending, we need to be able to offer them what they need at any given time. Absolutely. So, um, and chemistry. You know, different personalities mesh well with certain personalities, and it took me a long time to kind of learn the personalities that meshed well with me because you don't want to be clashing all the time in business. You want people who can get along with each other, who share the same passion, and who have personality traits that are compatible. Mm -hmm. That way you won't have so much conflict. Absolutely. Because by us being independent contractors, I neither hire nor fire. Right. You know, I can ask you to leave, but you know, I, you're not an employee of mine, so I need you to get along with the other 
it's like having a naughty neighbor. You don't want to have a <laughs> sucky neighbor, you right. know. So we kind of get people that that get along and that mesh well together. Have you ever turned down a client before? I have. Okay. And, and I have. Why did you have to turn them down, and what kind of came of it? Was there any uh, any backlash or anything like that, or? Tell me about and, you know, experience. it's funny because we had this conversation the other day. Again, it's it's about chemistry and compatibility. That makes sense. Some clients, and my the matriarchs of my family used to always tell me, "All money ain't good money." Fair enough. And some people you just cannot satisfy. Some people you cannot please, no matter what you do. And it kills. What what we do is an art. And if I mm. am not able to express my art, then it becomes work for me. And if I'm working, I'm not able to express my art and give you the great, passionate work that I give to all of my clients. Absolutely. So, you know, the thing is, okay, like this one client, she would always come in and she would always complain. It was perfect last time, but. Everything that you said before, (laughs) but, was canceled. Right. Could you cut the banks a little more, notch that out, raise that? So the whole perfection that you achieved last time was canceled out in that but, so now I don't know what to do. Right. My canvas is 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 just shot to hell because I, you know, you said it was perfect, but it's not perfect because I hear all these imperfections. Right. So you know, I need to be able to get you what you want, but I also, as an artist, need to be able to express my art and not feel bogged down by negativity. Because at the end of the day, we're artists. If you had one piece of advice for somebody who's starting out, you know, whether it be in the salon industry or any other path to entrepreneurship, what would that be? Well, I would start by saying because I'm self-employed mm-hmm. two times over, and I right, of course. like to have I, I have what I call the entrepreneurial spirit. I've never wanted to really work for anybody else, per se, or do anything under the corporate umbrella. You have to be self-motivated. Okay. And I learned that late in life, you have to tell yourself how great you are. Because if you focus on, you know, what you're doing wrong, you'll never realize what you're doing right. Absolutely. So Absolutely. affirmations, I tell myself how great I am. If anybody asks me how I'm doing, I look for the strongest adjective I can find, <laughs> regardless of how crappy I may be feeling, because you speak things into existence. Okay. If you tell yourself you're great, if you tell yourself you're beautiful, if you tell yourself that you're the greatest artist alive, guess what? All of your energies are going to be working toward this. So affirmations and just speaking things into existence and staying self-motivated, not beating yourself down, you know, adapting to the times and and learning from your mistakes is is pretty much all it is. Absolutely. Because you're going to make mistakes. But you can't beat yourself down because you'll never get up. You're not ready to feel down because you made a mistake. Right. Don't stay down because you're beating yourself up about it. Get up and try something different. There so, you go. Who are your mentors? Mentors. Mm-hmm. I have so many people, and it goes back to a previous conversation that we have. I, I watch you guys. You know, I'm the little creep in the bushes. Like, what are they doing? They're so great. They're doing this and they're doing that. Thank I'm you so like much. a little like magnet. I just look at people that I love and I suck up everything from them. So there's no one or two people. It's gotcha. just when I tell you, it's a village. 
so many people that I follow and so many people that I admire from afar. You and Kendall, for one, are amazing. You always have been. So, <laughs> Thank you know, you. just I watch your podcast. I watch you talk about politics, and I'm just sucking up all this information. You know, gotcha. that thing you did about the electoral college. I had popcorn. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, it, it's just. I wasn't sure anybody watched that. I watched. So, <laughs> I, with my popcorn. Because I'm like, how does this work? I gotcha. totally misunderstood what I thought that I knew. So, yeah, I did watch that. Just, you know, you have to, and I, and I learned late. I learned a lot of stuff late because, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, it, it's about learning and, and right. you know, customizing your life to what you need. Uh, just following people and mm-hmm. learning from their mistakes. What are they doing that makes them so great? I follow the greats. I had a girl, she said, well, you always running up behind people. I run with people that are faster than me. Mm. So whatever they leave behind, I'm always behind them trying to see what they're doing. You Dropping know, those, those, picking up whatever nugget they drop, tidbits, right? Everything. If, if I see somebody, I'm going to connect with them. If you have something that I want, I'm going to take it. And in a good way. Because, no, I got you. Know, you. I got you. I when got you, you follow greats, you have no, you, you can't get anything but greatness from them. So right. that's that's my thing. And, you know, just running with people who are faster than you. There's no one, one thing, one person is, is a village, you know. Got you. What is your superpower? And explain Aside why that's your being superpower. being a mom? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. She's a mommypreneur, by the way. You know what? It's it's a blessing and it's a curse. I would say my superpower is my, you know, I'm stubborn. I mm. am stubborn as a mule. Like, when I tell you you can beat me down, I will not give up. Like, even from when the time that I was a child, if you tell me something, you're like, you can't do that or don't do that, I'm going to do it. And right. that's, that's my thing. Like, I remember... Uh, when I was starting to run. I couldn't run for 30 seconds. I said, well, you know, if this kills me, I'm going to be a runner. So, you know, just the persistence. And it's, it's not even about so much as being stubborn because that kind of has a negative con- con- connotation. Right, right. But determination. I'm just determined to do what I set out to do no matter what it takes. Okay. So okay. that's my superpower. That's your superpower. All right. So, you know, we're almost, you know, you're ready to wrap up. Is there mm-hmm. anything you want to promote any promotions or sales or you just want to like shout out the shop or the floor is yours for any advertising you want to do well i (laughs) would first like to thank you and kendall for this opportunity it has been great (laughs) and marvelous as always um i would like to tell the ladies um please stop by mainstream hair the address is 6747 winchester Get and, the look that gets you noticed. In Memphis, Tennessee, the by the way. Yeah, in Memphis, in Memphis. Tennessee. I forgot. We're everywhere. Yeah, yeah. we're everywhere. In Memphis, so. Tennessee, the address is 6747 <laughs> Winchester, Memphis, Tennessee, 38115. So. Okay. Follow you on any social media or anything uh, like that? We're or? on social media under Mainstream Hair, M-A-N-E-S-T-R-E-A-M. Our Facebook page is into in the number two, The Mainstream. Okay. M-A-N-E-S-T-R-A-M. Our website is currently under construction, so okay. we'll have that back up and running soon. All right, fair enough. <laughs> so. and, and, and Startup Nation, we'll actually have, uh, you should actually see right now that uh, in the show notes where we'll have that, that information there so people can uh, go to uh, Tia's page and stuff. Any last words you want to leave with Startup Nation? Any last nuggets or, you know, people who, you know, run a little bit slower than you that they can pick up, so... <laughs> For the future entrepreneurs out there, just run with people faster than you. Don't give up and just keep going because it, it's a great life once you actually start it. Absolutely. Start up. <laughs> so. I like that. Okay. I like that. So, Miss Tia, th- thank you so much for coming on the show. We greatly you appreciate you coming thank on. You, thank you, thank you think you. you'll come back on later? Of course. Call me. <laughs> <laughs> so, absolutely. So, here's my final take. 
When it comes to Tien, there's one word that comes to mind, poise. When she's interacting with her team at Mainstream Hair, you can tell that she commands a certain level of respect. And I think that's when she talked about the B word comment um, or that B word label earlier. I think that's kind of where that misconception comes from because they see her as somebody you can't push around easily. In entrepreneurship, you have to have the backbone in order to push through barriers and adversity. And she does it really well. If you want to let us know what you think about the show or would like to advertise on our show, send us an email to the address in the show notes. Subscribe to The Startup Life as it can now be heard on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Also, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Owls LLC. For behind-the-scenes look into what we do at Owls, follow us on Snapchat at Owls LLC. There you will see our creative process and exclusive content. And hey, if you have an idea, be about that life. The Startup Life.